Live. All right, it's Carton and Roberts on the fan, uh, about to uh, be joined on the TV side by SNY. So what's up, SNY? Always good having you guys here in the afternoon uh, till 6. Uh, we get back to your calls, 877-337-6666. Uh, we say hi to Bobby on the fan. Bobby, good afternoon. How you doing, pal? Gentlemen, good. How are you? Doing great. What's up, Cookie? Beautiful. I want to ask about the Jets QB situation. Yeah, let me ask you a quick question. Are you a Jet fan? I am a Jet fan. So if someone said to you, you got to sit in that black hole for four days with no uh, sound, no light, no nothing, just you alone with your thoughts, and that would prove to Aaron Rodgers that you want him that badly, would you do it? As long as there's food, I'm in. I'm with you on that, That's by a the fair way. answer right there. I am with you on that 100%. <laughs> You're funny. All right, if, we your, what, if, we out on, if, if we strike out on the Shaman, cars going to New Orleans probably, what's going to happen? What do you want, Evan? Uh, what do I want? That's a tough question because the want is out the door. Is out the door. And the other wants that I could come up with are not realistic. I would want Lamar Jackson. I would want to call Detroit about Jared Goff. But I don't think either of those things are happening. So what would I want to do? It's brutal because none of these things excite me. Like, I could sit here and say, Ryan Tannehill, we'll go with him. Uh, really? I could say, I uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, let's go with him. The options after Carr and Rodgers are a major drop-off because I don't think Jackson and Goff, two guys that I would love, I don't think they're realistic. Should I say go after Daniel Jones or Geno Smith? I don't think they're realistic either, so I could waste my time by bringing it up. I just think the options become very, very blah. Let me ask you this question. If you had to answer the question with one or the other, you can't say neither, neither, any of that stuff, right? Yep. And I said, you're a Jet fan, and I'm giving you the choice. You get one of these two guys, but these are the two guys you're choosing from, and you have to pick one. Go ahead. Jimmy Garoppolo, Danny Jones. Oh, Danny Jones. In a minute, right? Yeah, yeah, but I just don't think it's that realistic. No, and neither do I. I think he's a giant. I think that deal's probably close to being done. And on March 15th, it'll be wrapped up, signed, sealed, and he's a giant quarterback for the next four or five years. I'm going to give you an answer. Yeah. I'm going to give you an answer because I, 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 I feel like I owe it. So you ask a question, you got to get an answer. You can't dance around it all day. Please don't kill me for saying this. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm going to give an answer. You're giving me the quarterback answer. If Derek Carr goes to New Orleans, Aaron Rodgers stays in Green Bay or goes to the Raiders... Uh, Danny Jones stays with the Giants. Jared Goff's Jared not traded. Goff stays in so Detroit. amongst the realistic, gettable guys that are clearly uh-huh. available, uh-huh. I'm going to give you an answer. Don't say Brock Purdy. He's it under is, contract. It is not Brock Purdy. And he's having surgery next week. It is not Brock Purdy. Not Brock Purdy. It is not oh, I, know, I know where you're going. I don't think you do. I think I might. I think I'm going to surprise you with this. Well, you'd surprise me if you said Baker Mayfield. It's not Baker Mayfield. Okay. That would have been a surprise if you said Baker Mayfield. I thought about it because, again, what are my options? This guy has been underratedly really good the last three years. Underratedly really good as a starter? He's been a starting quarterback. He's not young, but he's also not Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. Matt Ryan. It's not Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan said yesterday, I got a lot of football left. Uh, he Marcus could Mariota. whatever the hell he wants, yeah. he doesn't. Marcus, and I don't need Sal telling uh, me what kind of teacher he is. I don't need a teacher. Uh, I want a quarterback. Marcus Mariota. It's not Marcus Mariota. Jameis Winston. It's not Jameis Winston. Am I close? No. I'm not even can, close? Can I say, take a guess? No. One guess. Uh, Andy Dalton. It's not Andy, a- oh, the red rifle. It's not Andy Dalton. Not Andy Dalton. It is a guy who I think would come back. To the AFC East, Bubby Brister. looking for oh. blood. He would say, okay, you gave up on me. Oh. I proved I was pretty good. Well, that's Jimmy and now I'm though. back. Is it Jimmy? Yeah. Good idea, because, right, AFC East, yeah. not Jimmy. Not Jimmy Garops. AFC East, come back to the AFC come back. East. And listen, the Chad guy Henny. proved enough. That's a good one. The guy <laughs> proved he's good enough to quarterback a team yeah. that got the number one seed in the AFC. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. That's not that big a stretch. Like you came up with some guy that's played terrible who football. Said, who said I did? I said I he's mean, been underrated the last few years. won like seven division titles. In 2020 and 2021, he was like 23 and 10. He put up some big numbers. He's kind of learned the errors of his ways from Miami. He's My a, only concern is he got hurt, obviously, yeah. missed a bunch of time. But before that, was healthy the last two years. He was years. a pretty durable guy. He's played in a lot of big games. Yeah. So he's, um, he also played lousy. He's also come up small <laughs> in big games. By the way, I, if, I don't think the Jet fan base would 
like uh, Joe Douglas if he said, here's our veteran quarterback that we promised you, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Tannehill. I think there'd be a problem. Now, listen, I, I it's know, better than what we got. But Craig, 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 and I there's know no competition that. for the job. I, but yeah, I know that's not the best answer. But again, our caller brought up something that's scaring me. It's scaring all of us. It's not Derek Carr and it's not Aaron Rodgers. And for the sake of this conversation, we don't believe Lamar Jackson's realistic. Daniel Jones is realistic. Even Geno Smith's realistic. Because right. I don't think they are. So if you accept that, all of what I said at face value, who's the best option? Uh, listen. Who's the best option? I don't think there's a clear-cut answer. It, obviously. So me yeah. saying Ryan Tannehill is I not can't a full-throated right, right. Full endorsement of him. Yeah. It's, you want me to pick someone from the bunch? Kind of like how I said Brian Cashman is the best GM in New York and how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the NFC South? Someone's got to win it, even if you don't love that person. Yeah, that's true. So that ultimately, true. that's my decision. Here's uh, Peter in Connecticut on the fan. Big Petey, what's up, buddy? Hey, how are you? So I have my little thoughts on uh, the uh, Michael Irvin uh, situation. Um, so one of the networks that dropped him was ESPN. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. So ESPN is owned by the parent company Disney, which owns ABC. And if you read the post today, there's a story in there that the rampant sexual misconduct with the, uh, one of the anchors here, the guy yeah. that uh, the Good Morning America fight. three cast. He was uh, yeah, first. The, the two the anchors were right, getting there, it on. But there are, and now, yes. But there are accusations now, that ABC News is like I, a culture of sex, and there's sex here, and there's sex so now, there, and so now you got everywhere. ESPN, owned by Disney, owns yeah. ABC. There's got to be zero tolerance. And maybe he spoke to a girl who worked there or who worked at ESPN or whatever. He didn't realize it. And maybe he made that, you know, uh, that that you know said you want to compromise, yeah. which is, which is what? Why is that criminal today? And this guy from uh, the guy from ABC is Matt Lauer was persecuted. And this guy started getting away with it. I, I like, would not uh, use. Uh, first off, we don't go with what aboutism on this show. Number two, persecuted. I would, would not, not use be Matt Lauer as an example of a guy persecuted, <laughs> yeah, considering the stuff that we've later learned about him at work. Yeah, are you uh, serious? Yeah. He was persecuted? Uh, but it does uh, seem that it wasn't just T.J. Holmes and Amy Robach having a consensual adult relationship. No, that's not just it. It's apparently. now apparently accusations of, at least on the home side, of a lot more than that. Yeah. I think that... But I don't. I mean, I don't know. I think that, maybe I'm naive, there was a credible voice making an accusation oh. against Michael Irvin, who has a track record, unfortunately... And if I'm not mistaken, NFL Network, I think, was the first to say, you're off. Yeah, don't forget, the NFL Network had their own sexual harassment scandal, sure. was it five, six, seven years ago, fired half their on, on-air staff. Yes. Because of it. Yes. So they uh, apparently were very sensitive and acted very quickly. Yeah. Now, to be clear here, we don't know what happened. We do know there's nothing physical that happened. Mm -hmm. uh, there's video of the whole thing. There's a handshake goodbye, but for 45 seconds to a minute, whatever... There was a conversation that took place that was so objectionable to this gal that she went and said something. Yeah. yeah. And to their credit, we'll find out if it was worthy or not. They acted very fast. Very quick, yes. Which you have to at least appreciate that. There sure. was no, hey, we'll get back to you. It was, okay, thank you. We'll make sure you're safe. Right. That's how it sounds, right? Yeah, I think my initial reaction with most of these things is I believe the person who is making the accusation. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, mean they're always, I mean? it's always true, you but can't I be naive, believe it. But you have to go into it assuming the person's not that much of a wacko to invent something that didn't right. take place, because right. that's a sicko that does right. that. It doesn't mean it never happens. I just think that normally your reaction, I'd assume, is similar to mine, which is, I believe the person. Yes. And I, what doesn't it's help. It's like you want to believe someone who uh, accuses uh, someone of sexual or some type of misconduct. Because you have to be a sick freak to make that up. Sure. That being and, said, you also hope it didn't happen. And look, in fairness, I think this is the reality. Michael Irvin's first response was to either lie and not remember even talking to the woman. Right. That doesn't help. Nope. And then, yeah, your resume matters. Yeah. Because I think him saying, what are you talking about? I went right to my room, and they're like, Mike, we ha <laughs> like it's on video, man. We got you. You didn't. Right. Like, if he came out and said, I came back... I went to the bar, I didn't see anybody I recognized, had a quick conversation with a gal, shook her hand goodbye, went to my room. 
his story becomes a lot more believable. No, absolutely. Whatever the story is. But uh, I did get good news uh, during the last commercial break. Oh, did you read the thing about Joe Montana? Because I agree with you. Great the, news. The thing about Joe Montana? Oh, he's my favorite player of all time. No, I didn't read the thing about Joe Montana. Oh, oh Big Mac, he doesn't know. <laughs> no, I did not. Oh, you don't know about Joe Montana? I know who Joe Montana is, of course. I know Joe Montana. I've met him many times. You know what? I'll save it for later for you. Is that right? <laughs> Joe Montana said something that makes you happy? I think Joe Montana. Oh, here we go. You're going to buy sketches now? I think Joe Montana never really appreciated him. Never did. Until I heard what Joe Montana really thinks. About? About Tom Brady. Oh, is that right? Oh, yes. He's jealous of my man Brady, huh? Yeah. Oh, somebody wants Something the goat back, great, huh? great, great article was written by Wright Thompson of ESPN. Okay. Just a brilliant article in which he writes, yeah. there's something about Brady that specifically seems to irritate Joe Montana. I can tell you what it is. Friends, a, say, friends say he'd be happy if Patrick Mahomes won eight titles. Wow. But the truth is the men are similar. They're driven by similar emotions to be great. Ultimately, Montana may not care about ring count, but watching himself get knocked down, spot a fire's deep, powerful impulses, and trips old wires even now. His friends told a story that while Joe, cool Joe, was watching the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl uh -huh. and the interception was thrown, Montana was visibly angry. Give the ball to Marshawn! Really? Joe Montana is me. Joe Montana is Big Mac. Joe Montana is us. He hates Tom Brady. Joe, I love you, pal. Well, well why doesn't he like Tom Brady? Because he's an arrogant douche. Why? Because he didn't uh, kiss the uh, the uh, statue that Montana built of himself? Brady loved Montana growing right? up. No, I think Brady he loved was Montana growing up. Yeah. As a San Francisco kid. Was Joe Montana upset that nobody thinks of him as the GOAT anymore? Oh, some people Does that wouldn't. bother Joe Montana? Don't attack him. Somebody you. passed him on the GOAT list <laughs> and he can't live with himself anymore? <laughs> Is that what happened? Did Huey Lewis also dump his ass? <laughs> Did he realize that sketches don't make your back any better? <laughs> that is pathetic. A 66-year-old man... Upset that a younger quarterback who idolized him has had a better career than him. Your career stands for itself. You're a Hall of Famer. Wow. I'm reading the article now. Montana calls Brady the guy in Tampa. I told you. Hates him. What? I, I got to tell you, Big Mac, did you ever know how great? I mean, we always knew Joe Montana was great. But as a person, like as a guy who gets it. Yeah. He gets it. I tried, to, I tried to tell you this the other day. When I said he was the best, you, you jumped all over me that he's the best Super Bowl quarterback. I jumped know. all over me. Who I shouldn't have Joe said. Joe Montana. Stop. Yeah, you know what? He's I the think, best performer in the game. You can't I think, argue. I think first, off, first off, first off, uh, for a singular and a uh, Super Bowl, we all know that Phil Simms arguably the greatest game of all time. That's yeah. number one. Sure. Number two, this is what I hate about you know comparing eras and when older guys now bitch and moan about what younger guys in a new generation of football did when their accomplishments statistically outdo what you did. No one is saying Joe Montana is any less of a quarterback than he was. He is one of the greats of all time. Brady's Craig, better. Craig, you're missing the point. Suck it. You're not listening. And that's your that's your fault, and I'm going to try to help you out here. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. One of the things I mentioned early on from this article is that Joe Montana hopes Patrick Mahomes wins eight titles. So this is not about rings. This is not because about stats. Because he won't be compared to Montana. Because, no, because Tom Brady is a fake Oh, stop. Deuce. Yeah. And he looks at and Mahomes. And Joe Montana was so relatable. Yeah, okay. Joe Montana yeah. just doesn't like Tom Brady. Oh, it's doesn't? not about rings. It's oh. not about comparisons. That's why he roots for does Pat. Does he feel bad that he went to Kansas City and didn't win a Super Bowl? Got to a championship game. And Tom Brady <laughs> went to Tampa and did win a Super Bowl? Look, oh. It's I'm sorry, Joe. It's about the You're fact. You're the second best Super Bowl quarterback of all time. It's just, and I can argue that Terry Bradshaw's ahead of you. It's just about the fact that Joe sees through Tom Brady. Yeah. And a lot of people can't. You're one of them. You're one of the sheep. You can't see through it. <laughs> you see right? the smile. You see the six-pack. You see everything. You're that blinded you by just underwear adore. ads. Yeah. It's true. I'm not blinded by anything see, but greatness. Here's what me, Big Mac, and Joe have in common. I just Joe. call him Joe nowadays. What a clown. We see through the phoniness. 
We know what Tom Brady really is. A great quarterback. A great quarterback, but a douche. Good for Joe Montana. Yeah, Joe Montana was such an approachable, likable guy. Ask Steve Young what he was like <laughs> being Joe Montana's backup. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo yeah, yeah, exactly. what it was like with yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, Ask what him what it was he like. Got traded. Yeah, why did he get traded? Because my, uh, Brady said, get him out. Because Tom Brady was so yeah. insecure. Yeah. He said, get that better oh, looking that right? guy than me. And yeah. that's what that oh, was about. That it was about the fact that he yeah. looked at a he quarterback. He was dating Giselle Bunchen and then married her. But yeah. he was worried about Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah. good looks. Because Jimmy was dating porn stars. And Tom Brady was I'd rather date Giselle. With all due respect to That's my fine. dear friend Tom Brady. That's great for yeah. you. He was threatened yeah. by Garoppolo. And what was uh, Steve story. Young to Joe Montana? That's irrelevant. That's what that about is We're talking about Tom Joe being Joe Montana a was a scumbag That's to Steve Young. Irrelevant. Ask him about it. Irrelevant. He hated what? Steve Young with a passion. What aboutism? What yeah, about ism? That's not what about ism. Back, I hear what about ism. That's called apples to apples, no, dust to dust. Not at all. That's what that's called, big fella. Zero. That's not what about ism. That's apple here, apple there. And guess what the difference is? Go. Tom Brady yeah. got Jimmy gone. And then what did he do after Jimmy G got traded? Won four more Super Bowls. He didn't win four more yeah. Super Bowls. Yeah, he did. And second of all, Joe Montana yeah. was the one that got exiled yeah. after and he got hurt. did he win again? He didn't. He got to an AFC and champion. And did Steve Young win a Super Bowl? He did. Yeah. That's right. Joe Montana's a, a typical older player who's now bitter and jealous no. that people aren't sucking up to him anymore. Why is he rooting? Because there's a new sheriff in town. Why? Shame on you, Joe Montana. Why is he rooting for Mahomes? You can't answer it. Because Tom Brady took his shine away. So he wants Pat to take Tom's yes, side because shine away? Mahomes, if he ever bested Brady, he's not besting Montana. He's besting Brady. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Bingo! Or Patrick Mahomes. And here's the thing about Pat. And you'll admit this. We'll all admit this. Yeah. He's an insanely likable guy. Yes, he is. No doubt we about that. We all agree on and that. Brady was at the very beginning, but... Oh, yeah. How many times can you watch that phony put his hands on his head like he's stunned? Oh, I won the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. It's so organic and awesome. And here's the truth about Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid was a loser until he got there. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I mean, was he not? Guy took a bad Eagles team with a quarterback throwing up in the huddle during the Super Bowl what was his, to a Super Bowl. What was his record in NFC Championship games? Let me guess. One, one, one and four. 0-2, 0-3. I just said one, one and four. One and four. One and four. Huh. That's right. One and four. Huh. Yeah. And then Patty walked through How many door. Super Bowls did Joe Montana win without a certain guy named Bill Walsh? Like it's irrelevant. Well, maybe it was Bill Walsh who gets credit. <laughs> Don't play this game. <laughs> I love Joe Montana. Uh, I really do. I think he's a good guy. He's finally shown his true colors. He's finally letting it all hang out. He knows yeah, the truth. Jealous is pathetic. He knows the truth. Uncle Billy's got a good point on Twitter. Uh, the stories are true that Joe Montana once denied uh, entry to one of his uh, after-game parties to Rudy Rudiger because he's jealous of them making a movie after Rudy at Notre Dame. And also, Montana won as many Super Bowls without Walsh as Brady won without Belichick. Because Joe won one without him, and Tom won one without Bill. So that argument goes away. Good night. No, it doesn't. Uh, one, NJ, one. NJ Tom Tom 78 and Craigie regarding Montana. F you, Craig. F you, okay? That's right. Still love, love you, though. <laughs> That's like that. right. See, I appreciate that. I don't mind the FUs, but end it on a positive note. Sure. F you, Carton, but I still love you. Well, I appreciate it. Or end it with, have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. <laughs> yeah. I got to come up with something new that's getting old. <laughs> it's getting out there a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Great job by Joe Montana. Great job wanna, doing what? You want to call him up, get him on the show so we can roast Brady together? That'd be a lot of fun. No, because you know what do now? Typical Montana. Now he's going to hide from the comments. Oh, is he? He probably did this article. Probably afterwards, was like, hey, man, don't make a big deal about that. I don't know. I probably shouldn't have said it. Uh, you got me in a weak moment. I had a couple of glasses of 1800. And now it's going to be like people are going to want to interview him because now it's news. Tomorrow to blow up even more. Super Bowl week, right? And he's going to be like, yeah, I'd really rather not say it. I wouldn't even be shocked if he retracts the statements. Retract? Well, he didn't say anything. It's just reporting about how he feels. taken out of context. And by, you know what Joe I should do? I respect Tom Brady. You know what Joe should do? You know I respect Tom should this. Do? Forget yeah. Tom. Who cares yeah. about Tom? Tom should uh, disown Joe Montana. Whatever. Joe, Joe Montana. Montana should go to the Super Bowl wearing a Patrick Mahomes jersey. Hey, Kansas City Kansas Chiefs. City. Once a chief, always Kansas a chief. Kansas City. He's got that. Did you see, by the way, Jerry Rice at the NFC Championship game? 
Like, he must have gotten divorced, is my guess. Can you look it up? I'll guarantee you that Jerry Rice is no longer married. Why? What makes you think that? Before I tell you why, let me just see if you can prove that point to me or not. I am convinced that Jerry Rice is not married anymore. You want me to look that up? Uh, Tommy's checking up right now. I'm usually quicker than Tommy. Uh, Fair enough. Good. Yeah, he's married. No, is he same wife? Oh, no, they got divorced in 2009. Bingo. Okay. I knew it. Does Jerry I knew Rice it. have a wife? He may have been remarried, I guess, but probably not. Yeah, he right? got remarried for sure. He's had two wives. Uh, yeah, he got married him. in 2019. Yeah. All right, so it's a new wife. You can do whatever you want with the new wife. New wife. It's the old wife that you can't do whatever you want because she was there at the beginning. I knew it. I effing knew well, it. Well, what are you basing this on? His behavior. Well, what, what happened? Jerry Rice was like, um, like IBM. Jerry Rice was always like uber proper, like conservative type guy, it seemed like, right? right. Always was very thoughtful in what he said, how he acted, was very aware of his public image. Always like a you know, finely dressed man, always very like even keeled, uh, right? That's how I remember Jerry Rice. And I've interviewed him probably 20 times. You and Joe probably did at some point as well, mm-hmm. Super Bowls, whatever, right? And then the last couple years, he started letting it out a little bit. Started wearing like you know some crazy chains and doing like funny things on sidelines and not wearing like a IBM kind of Watergate type suit and he was uh, acting out a bit in a good way like a playful way right. like he was enjoying life you could tell and uh, I've seen that look before on certain guys it's like they <laughs> they got rid of some dead weight and uh, in, <laughs> my gut was Jerry Rice is enjoying life. As a single That's man. That's what you got out of this? And it turns out I'm right. No, you're not because he got married three no, years ago. No, this started four or five years ago. And now the new wife is like, I'm just happy to be married to Jerry Rice. If that's how he acts, let him act the way he acts. The wife you've been with since day one is like, who? that's so not you. So you think this, at, this new Jerry Rice started like five years ago? Yeah, the new Jerry Rice started. He then meets a girl as the new Jerry Rice. Right. And she's like, I'm the new Jerry Rice. Right? Do what you want. <laughs> the old Mrs. Rice is like, that ain't you and you ain't acting like that. Yeah. That's interesting. That's my theory on that. Huh. Yeah. The second wife lets you get away with murder. I'm looking at videos that Jerry Rice was giving it back to Eagle fans. Yeah, you see, like, that's not old school Jerry Rice. Yeah. I knew it. So Sometimes you have to give me credit for having a sixth sense on that. That's good sense, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That, maybe Joe Montana's, like, dying or something. And he's like, before I die, I just got to get this out. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> like, if my, I don't want to, but if Montana died on Monday, he'd be like, ah, oh, now it makes sense. I it was like a that, dying thing. You wanted people to think of him as the goat, so he took a shot at Brady on the way out. I, I think that I would get that. You can kind of keep the hate built in for a long time, but eventually you just let it out. I mean, Tom has done so much stuff over the last few years that make you say he's amazing. I'm just done with him. Oh, not me. I've gone the other way. I know you have, and it's yep. disgusting to be honest with you. I have absolutely done a full 180 on Tom Brady. Yeah. By the way, did you see that uh, 80 for Brady? No. Got 90% approval ratings from people who've seen it? Really? Well, guess and what even Rotten Tomatoes get. gave it a good review. Guess what it didn't get? When I Tommy, put a, please stop burping. I've asked when, you a million times. To, it's disrespectful to the audience. When Sorry. I put okay. a poll out on Twitter last week, and our audience, our yeah. loyal, beloved audience, yeah. and I said, what would you rather see? Yeah. 80 for Brady yeah. or the LeBron James remake yeah. of... House party. They, they didn't know that Rita Moreno. It was and... a blowout. You got your ass kicked. Fair enough. The Fair audience enough. rejected. But they haven't for seen either movie, and the people that did are raving about it. Plus, Lily Tomlin naked. What are we doing? <laughs> How are we not going to see? But that? that's a part of what you're a part of now, which is America's ass kissing of Tom Brady. His movie's great. It is. His hair is great. It is. His six pack is great. It is. Everything's great about him. Meanwhile, LeBron yeah. James breaks an all time points record, yeah. and the first thing people want to bring up is they lost the game. They Anthony did. Davis hates him. Like everything. Also true. Everything. Not only that, and he only scored two points in the fourth quarter no, in a I get game that. they lost by three. I get that. How Tom look in his last game he ever played? I uh, completed more passes than everybody else. He made the playoffs with a sub-500 record. Yeah. No, listen, it happens. And he got destroyed by a team that wasn't any good. It happens sometimes. It happens. Every once in a while, it America happens. kisses the ass of Tom Brady. Yeah. And I a lot we'll of times, this. a lot of times, rightfully so, we'll go after LeBron. But Tom Brady, oh my God, you can't say that. His farts, they smell like perfume. Matter of fact, I've been in the room, they do. Yeah, <laughs> like hibiscus flowers. <laughs> it's the most fascinating uh, fart I've ever smelled in my entire life. that lentil soup. Lentil soup, that's right. <laughs> Although I've been, I've been drinking a lot of Welch's grape soda lately. Gives me diarrhea. Oh, you know what? 
Yeah. I wanted to mention this to you. Good. I guess maybe the time, I, I don't know what the time frame you said on it was. Yeah. But drinking a lot of grape soda, there's a ginger ale in front of you. Wasn't there like this no soda thing you talked about? I'm not drinking soda anymore. Yeah. That's right. I started that on Monday, did I not? I told you starting on Monday. So you're not drinking soda I would anymore. not drink any more soda. We just said. Right. I'm drinking a lot of grape soda No, I had lately. been. I had been. And they, <laughs> I had that's been. like a, that's yeah. a ginger, ginger ale. Yeah. Ginger ale's not soda. Oh, ginger ale's not soda. No. Okay. No. No. It's flavored club <laughs> you soda. You knew that this little game of him not <laughs> drinking soda was not going to last. I, I kind of well, I'm just curious. The Welch's grape, which is the best grape soda ever made, everyone knows that's my favorite of all time, gives me daily diarrhea. So I think it's a net positive for me. I'm losing weight, I'm enjoying a soda I love, and I'm skipping breakfast. That's a win where I come from. <laughs> sure. Is that not a win where you guys come from? You're well on your way well, to looking like Tom Brady. You rationalized it, I give you that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm down a couple pounds. Sure you are. For real. Okay. Yeah, but you know. What? There's a lot of sugar in it. So well, the, the waste isn't necessarily losing what you want it to lose. It was in me, now it's out of me. I, I had to lose weight when it came there, out. There are positives to that. <laughs> yes, no I don't know if you really call that necessarily weight loss. Uh, listen, I'm enjoying it. Uh, so don't, don't rob me. I know how you lose weight. You have a clever trick. When you weigh yourself at the beginning of the week, you put every article of clothing you have on. No, just a couple sweatshirts. Get your weight. <laughs> and then right. the next time you weigh yourself, you I'm buck naked, naked <laughs> no, in yeah. the morning. <laughs> He tries to do the thing I've seen people do at Essen where they put half of their food on the uh, scale and hope that <laughs> I, they're, by not, the way, they're not... I have done that where I put one leg on, yeah. and I'm like, eh, good enough. That's the number. I really want to see where it goes with the, with the other leg. <laughs> I have done that. That's funny. I think everyone's done that at some point. The one leg balancing act on a scale. And, I, like, I, and as a heavy set man, you know what used to really bother me a lot? And you don't see it as much because I when don't, the scale I don't, said one at a time. I, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> that's actually a good line. <laughs> no, when I used to, I guess I don't go to doctors as much. I went as a kid. Yeah. But anyone who steps on a scale wearing sneakers, you can go f yourself. I agree because with you're you. not interested in what you weigh. Right. You have no damn interest. You don't care. In, you don't care. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I would never get I went on a through, scale with sneakers I went, on. I went through years of football practice asking what pad, every pad I could take off <laughs> to try and figure out if I can get underneath that weight. And you're going to step up you. there wearing sneakers? F you. F you. I am with you on that 100%. Yeah, that's a real douche move. It's like what Tommy would do because he's anorexic. Yeah, I'll just wear my sneakers. Hoodie, hat, sneakers. Yeah, I'll just wear it all. Yeah, I'll wear it all. Yeah, whatever the number is. Oh, is somewhere fine. around there, yeah. <laughs> I got no problem with that. That's a very good point. Have you ever shaved your body hoping you'd lose a pound? You have. I do everything. I haven't uh, I haven't uh, gone on a scale without a bowel movement in the last five years. <laughs> I don't mess around. <laughs> it's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. And Kevin Durant is still a Brooklyn net. He won't be in 24 hours. Uh, Dodge the bolt there, Evan. I thought I might have news for you, but I don't have any news for you. He'll be a Phoenix Sun, is you, my you prediction. Think Phoenix is, they don't have a lot to offer, to be honest. Unless they, you're talking about DeAndre Ayton. No, first of all, I don't, want, I, don't, Chris Paul. I don't want DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. I don't want Chris Paul. But I do want Bridges. I do want Cameron Johnson. And I want all of their picks. Yeah. Not a few of their picks. All of them. Yeah, by the way, a lot of people uh, on the uh, on Twitter are asking you to really stop burping, Tommy, or just do it off mic if you don't mind. Okay, I will. I will work on that. I'm just. I've asked a few times. You're you right. Know? It's disgusting to the audience. I, I, my apologies to the audience. Does he do that during the bridge show too? I don't hear him do it a lot during the bridge show because he's too busy yapping. Yeah, uh, on know, the Lou Gower. I'm not sure he breathes on the bridge show. <laughs> it's passion, passion. I love how Big Mac is so quick to take a shot at oh, Lou. They, they love each other in this capacity. Yeah. When it <laughs> no, comes we, down to the prospects we love each other in every capacity. of becoming a full-time talk show is there, the knives are Oh, well, that knife is just one direction. <laughs> That's a Big Mac That's to Loogie, not, not to Loogie to Big Mac. I'll just throw that one out there. Referring to himself uh, as Loogie. Uh, Yep, third um, person. All right, here is uh, Pete in uh, Bohemia. There's a Bohemia. 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 Hello. Hello. What's going on there, Kevin? Good to see you back, Greggy. I uh, struggled with my own little issues. Yes. And it's good to see you got a second chance. No so doubt. Now. Thank you so much. So, Ed, I got a quick question. We don't really talk about him too much for the Jets. What about Gardner Minshew? 
if you can't get Rogers a car. Yeah, I, I actually really like Gardner Minshew. Okay. And I think that if he was selected in the first round instead of where he was in 2019 when he threw the 21 touchdown passes and was 6-6, six and six, he would have been given more of an opportunity. I just think the Jets, where they are in history, where they are with this roster, need to do more than a quarterback competition. And that's what Gardner Minshew would be a part of. He would be brought in here to compete with Zach Wilson or compete with Mike White or compete with Baker Mayfield. And if this was a different time, I'd say sure, but not with this roster, not with this window open at this moment. So while I like Minshew, and he may make sense for other teams, I want a veteran guy. I want a proven guy more so than I want a little bit of a lottery ticket. And that's why I'd be Uh, against Minshew. Yeah, that's a valid point. If not... Well, it's also, to be to be fair, though, it's also because, uh, and I, I think you alluded to this a bit, if if Rodgers and Carr and Garoppolo even and Tannehill even weren't available and you went out and said Gardner Minshew is a clear upgrade for us over Zach Wilson, the Jet fan base would feel different about getting a guy like that than settling for a guy like that. So sometimes it's perspective. But I also, also think adding a guy like Minshew, and there's a few guys that fit this, Marcus Mariota, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, they're in the category where they're not handed a quarterback's job. They come in here and they have to compete. And if they're competing, that leads to the follow-up. Are they competing against Zach Wilson? And that's Does that mean problem. we're going back to this whole Zach because Wilson can figure this. it out thing? There's no doubt in my mind today, it could change tomorrow, that Zach Wilson's going to be on the roster especially if they get an Aaron Rodgers. Now, if you got a lesser guy, I can see them saying, we can't have Zach Wilson here. But, but Craig, am I? let's say it doesn't work out with any of these veteran quarterbacks, yeah. and I'm wrong, and they end up with a competitor like a Gardner Minshew or Baker Mayfield. Am I nuts to say that I'd rather see them compete with Mike White and not Zach Wilson? I've seen more from Mike I White. Mean, you're not nuts. I think we both know he's not the answer either. But you're not nuts. I've seen more evidence Mike White's the answer than Zach yeah, Wilson. But, but we know he's not the answer. Do we know Zach Wilson's Abby, the answer? I, no, I'm Abby, with you. I, I don't think either one, one of them is the answer. But God, yeah, go Abby, real quick. Can I, What's up? Abby, can I throw out one more thing? Yeah. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers and you had a choice between Carr or Lamar, who would you take? And I'll I, leave you at that. That's a great question. Despite the concerns about you got to tailor the all offense around him, Garrett Wilson's not going to be happy. Lamar has an injury history now. And by the way, all those things, I understand they're fair. I would still want to go for the juggler and go after Lamar Jackson. The price, not just in contract, but in terms of picks you have to give up, is going to be prohibitive. But I'm still getting a guy who's 26, 27 years old, who I can at least envision being my guy for the next decade. And I know that athleticism may slowly start to go away especially once he gets into his 30s and the injuries start to rack up. But I would be intoxicated by the talent I mean, that you're Lamar talking has. about an NFL MVP in his mid-20s, right? Yes. Now, the only difference between the two guys, other than age and obvious athletic talent, is the reality that Derek Carr does not miss games. He's like Eli Manning. And Lamar does. And Lamar James, uh, James geez. Lamar Jackson always misses games. Last two years, yeah. And that's a big difference. It's a concern. It's because you're not winning without it. Look what Baltimore did. Baltimore is a good enough team to have won a couple playoff games. Maybe not win a Super Bowl, but certainly win a couple playoff games. Yeah, I think if you acquire Lamar Jackson, if you acquire Jimmy Garoppolo based on their histories, you better have a backup you have faith in. Correct. Because there's a damn good chance that guy's going to be playing at some point. Uh, Which means the Jets are acquiring two quarterbacks. Unless you think Mike White, not Zach obviously, is a guy that you don't mind having around if a guy misses a couple games. The problem I have with Zach, here's why I'm done. I want to cut the Band-Aid off or rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah, I'm so sick of hearing about highlights and, oh, I've seen the athleticism. He can do this. He can do that. I just watched him play football for two years. You watched him play football for two years. I've watched him get worse. Yeah. He's not. I've seen more evidence that Mike White's the guy than Zach Wilson. And that doesn't mean, to your point, either one is the guy. I don't think they are. But if this ends up being a, hey, bring in a veteran to compete kind of situation, which I'm not in favor of, yeah. I'd rather have Mike White compete than Zach Wilson. Yeah, if we, if we get to that point, we are not going to be happy with the way this offseason went. Here's uh, Matthias. Matthias? Matthias? Uh, let's go Matthias to Long Island. How you doing, pal? All good, and you, Craigie? How I'm you doing? doing very well. Is it Matthias? Matthias, yeah. Good, got it right. All right, good, yeah, yeah. That's a boom. 
Um, I have a bit of a conspiracy theory against I love you, it. Craig. I love conspiracy um, theories. It's against you, though. All right, well, maybe it's a good one, yeah. though. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> I think you know that you have, like, the reverse Malloy against the Eagles. Because okay. every time you've gone against them, they've proven you wrong. And I think you're going by the old saying, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> if you're just rooting against them because you know they're going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. You're going to have a happy wife, therefore a happy life. Well, I, there, there is some truth to the old adage of happy wife, happy life, which is why a lot of people marry ugly girls. Uh, that is uh, true. Uh, they even made a song about it. To have your life, marry an ugly girl for you. Something along those lines. I think we all know how it goes. We forget the exact words, but you get the point. You're big and ugly, the happier you are. Uh, that, that being said, of course, no, there's no truth to that because... Every time I, I pick against the Eagles or explain to people in my family why I think the Eagles are not winning a playoff game or a Super Bowl, I get punched <laughs> Where? From, from various members of my family. Uh, I'm an outcast right now. I have no family. I'm a man without his own bed. I'm a man that rises and falls under the possibility of being attacked in my sleep because I went on the radio or TV and said, Jalen Hurts has not really proven anything to me. Things of that nature. I think that the reason why his conspiracy doesn't work is because you care too much about being right. No, I'm not that guy. Uh, I'm not. I've never been that guy. Uh, listen, it's more fun being right than wrong, obviously. I think you want to be right. But I've... Well, listen, who doesn't want to be right? I, I'll tell you what. But I'm not driven I'll tell you by it. Like, I'm not that guy who goes, every time I make a pick or put out an no, opinion no. or a prediction... I, I don't have to be right. I'll tell you when you don't want to be right. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, I can answer A that lot of things too. I say I don't want to be right about. You think I want to be right when I make negative predictions about the teams I root for? Or simply yeah, but that's Robert Side. You should okay. do it on purpose. Okay, the Super Bowl. Because you've admitted you're a hedger. I agree. But let's get to the Super Bowl then. Go right ahead. Sir. My gut feeling yeah. is that the Eagles are going to win this game. I don't want to be right. I want to be wrong. I want the Eagles to lose. You're Josh Stong sang a song called I Don't Want to Be Right, I Want to Be Wrong. Okay. Yeah. I want to be happy, and the Eagles losing make me happy. You, on the other hand, and I've sat next to you for two and a half years. Yeah. You want to be right. Uh, I don't care that much about being right. It's more fun being right. I'd like to be right because it shows that maybe my opinion was based on something mm-hmm. worth worthy. That being said, uh, you're special. And you pick. See, I make picks emotionally. You make picks analytically. You have deduced, based on breaking it down, that you believe the Eagles are a better team, and because of A, B, and C, they're going to win Sometimes the game. Sometimes I involve emotion. Yeah, now, but, not always. But emotionally, you want them to lose. Yes. You're not going to make a pick on this radio station based on emotion without brain. You right. never have, you never will, because it's not who you are. You are an analytic guy. Doesn't mean you're always right or wrong or more often one or the other. The only thing I'm more right about is these guys when we make picks. I beat them two years in a row. Yeah, you're dominating them. Dominate them. But listen, look who you're dominating. It's not even fun anymore. No, that, stop. I'm not sure about last year. I, I beat you last year. This year I got dominated. I beat you last year by a lot. So. Okay. That being said, okay. that's where we're different. There are times I don't care about the stats or the facts or the analytics or anything. Right. I go total emotional gut. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that served me well. But our last caller is right then. Your emotional gut this entire playoff run is that the Eagles stink. Yeah. They haven't beaten anybody. Uh, yeah. They're going to lose. Right. And then when it doesn't work, yeah. you just rip the team they beat and uh-huh. go to the same playbook uh-huh. for the next game. However, it worked for me with Kansas City against Cincinnati. You were right about that. There you oh, go. And I was wrong. I own that. Yes. But this Eagle thing, I don't know. Listen, I'll tell you why. Because as everyone is well aware... Uh, my in-laws are from Philadelphia. No, I get you. I'm godfather to my nephew, all right? He's a Philadelphian. I can't possibly consider the thought of having those animals razz me for the rest of my life about winning a second Super Bowl in a five-year span while you and I sit here like jack-offs yeah, well, hoping that we get a quarterback and, who can throw the ball straight. And you know what makes things worse? Pardon my language there. I do apologize for that. What makes things worse is that they may get another team into a championship with the Sixers who are playing a pretty damn good basketball. Now, yeah. Can you imagine a world in which the Phillies, the Eagles, 
and the Sixers all at least advanced to a championship round? No! Yes! Yuck! And by the way, I don't want to live in that kind of world. I don't want to live in that world either. Like, I want to play Meek Mill and not get ticked off. (laughs) That son of a gun's at a parade again. He's got one song people in Philadelphia know the words to, and I got to hear it every day for 10 years. I apologize. This just reminded me. Did you see that stupid Drake video last night with LeBron? Ugh. I did not. So they had all these celebrities record tributes to LeBron James. LeBron, you the best, LeBron. What's up, LeBron? You the guy. By the way, LeBron James's outfit was smooth last night. Wow, the best. It was like he was Danny Ocean's best friend. He had a caper going in Vegas. It was slick. The best outfit was the sneakers or shoes worn by Shea Gilgis Alexander. He came in with the Astro Boy red boots. The red boots, yeah. Which I didn't know they existed till last night, yeah. but I need me some of that. They're called Meshuggah sneakers. What? They're I thought called, they're called Astro Boy red boots. They're called Meshuggah sneakers. Meshuggah? Meshuggah sneakers. I don't yeah. think they're called Meshuggah sneakers. They're called Meshuggah kicks. I think you're pulling my leg. Okay, look it up. I think they're called Astro Boy no, red boots they're called, because I looked it up. I'm telling you, they are called, the actual brand name is Meshuggah. And they are Meshuggah sneakers. They're very expensive. It's French. I think it's Astro Boy. That's more of a colloquial way of uh, looking at it, yes. <laughs> it's either Astro Boy or Meshuggah? Please stop burping, Tommy. It's called, the brand name is, I believe you pronounce it, Meshuggah. Oh. And they're called Meshuggah Kicks. I don't believe you. Look it up. So anyhow, Drake does this video for LeBron, and he's got all these women in the background, and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I'm at the club, and all the ladies miss you. And I'm like, what? Like, wasn't he just, you know, with his wife and kids? Like, yeah, that was my first reaction. I was like, what are you, what's like, going hey, on here, Drake? Hey, hey dummy. <laughs> it's hey. <laughs> on the club. I, don't, I can't hear you. Did you see that? You're movie? not coming I, in. I did. And then they got back to game action, and they put Drake in the top left screen so you couldn't even hear his horrible punchline. Yeah, it, it was yeah. so it was, it was, forced and embarrassingly sad. It was yeah, bad. It was so badly done. Sometimes yeah. the networks try to be a little too hip for their no own doubt. Bad. It was horrible. Yeah. The ladies all miss you. Oh, it was, dude, it was all Mrs. You could James barely hear is it, like, though. how do you know the ladies? <laughs> and you couldn't, you couldn't see the ladies. They were in like, this little, like, box in the top of the screen. Oh, that's what bothered you? They had to well, get back to the whole point of the was, joke. Uh, were any of the women named Peaches? <laughs> yeah. Or no? None of them were named Peaches? Couldn't see them. Right? Like, some of the celebrity videos were fine. The one with uh, Snoop Dogg, that was fine. Yeah, it's fine. It was fine. Like, hey, LeBron, you're the best. Let's was there anyone me. that stuck out? Like, oh, that's pretty cool that that guy did a video. Oh, really? Any non-athletes uh, in there? Well, I missed the first half of the game, so. So maybe I missed because I tuned in well, after I got home from the shown the videos until after he broke the record, right? Yeah, no, they it was showed all before. it. No, no, no. They showed one after he broke it. Oh, was it after? Yeah. After I, after. Like, congrats, LeBron. Here's the, they showed one at the yeah. at the arena, and then they showed one on TV. Yeah, it had to be. That after. had Drake in it. Wait, the Drake the one was at? I thought it was before. It was for during some the game. Yeah, no, that's no, what I'm saying. No, but it was after he broke the record. Oh, it's after he broke. Okay, yeah, hundred percent. Was Leonardo DiCaprio in any of the videos with his teenage girlfriend? Don't think so. Like, who would be, you know, I'm trying to think, like, who would be someone that you'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like a celebrity? Like, if uh, if President Biden was like, LeBron, just wanted to, uh, <laughs> you. No, I think the good video would have been if Donald Trump did it, because didn't they have, like, a feud or something? Did they have a and feud? And Trump's like, I'm more of an MJ guy. <laughs> How about if he did? He's like, listen, I think you're overrated, but... I got to congratulate LeBron, you. LeBron, it's your president. <laughs> your favorite president. It's your favorite president. I know we had our differences, <laughs> but I want to congratulate you. Now, you're not Michael. You're not Michael. You're not even, uh, you're not even really Kobe. But I just want to congratulations. <laughs> See, people would I not, hope you vote for me. People wouldn't laugh at that. They wouldn't. It'd be I funny, would, though. I think that'd be hysterical. Yeah. They wouldn't even air it, by but the way. no one would do it. Like I don't think Trump would do it. I don't think LeBron would like. No one would right. like it. Right. But I'm telling you, for me and you, we would have yeah. gotten a chuckle. Yeah, it'd be funny for everybody. But you're right. No uh, one he would wouldn't do it. do it. They wouldn't have the guts to air it. I agree. And it'd become this whole to do. Like I can't believe you invoked politics into this. I know, I know. Maybe Saturday Night Live will do something funny with it. Oh, that's right. They're not funny anymore. <laughs> I wish they were. By the way. I try to watch the monologue, not the monologue, but the uh, cold open every single week. Like, eventually. Sometimes that's decent. I try. Sometimes Sometimes it's halfway decent. Well, it's always good when they have a comedian doing it. They do. Yeah. But I'm loyal to SNL in that regard. Like, I try to watch the open and the monologue, and then usually I'm done. But is this on, like, Monday or Tuesday? Or Saturday night are you home? It's not Saturday night. I can promise you that. I hope so. I'm usually asleep. I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, man. Yeah. I got two kids, dude. Yeah, I have four kids. Yeah. 
And I'm up at 2 o'clock First in the all, morning every you, day. You got four kids. Yeah. Two of them don't live with you anymore. You think you stop worrying? <laughs> stop. <laughs> what, by the way, none of your kids need to be like rock to bed, okay? No, that is very true. Okay? Matter of fact, uh, I got two kids who are, are going to bed when I'm getting up. <laughs> and exactly. say, by the way, imagine living this life. You're in your car at 3 o'clock in the morning driving to work, and your kids call you. Hey, Dad, what's going on? <laughs> you going to work? Yeah, just coming back from the clubs. Imagine that. Oh, it's nice. Well, Leo likes to take his date down late. <laughs> Sorry. That's so good. Can you imagine? Daddy, I want you to... Don't, don't, don't get mad, Daddy. Oh, there was a Biden video congratulating him. When was that? I missed that. Come on. No, there was. That's what my friend uh, Joey Nyakers is telling me. I must have missed it. There's no way Biden did it. He didn't do it last night, did he? No, he did the State of the Union because he recorded it, dude. You think right before the State of the Union, someone's like, Mr. President, we need you to do a quick 10-second video for LeBron? Yeah. Oh, I I got the video right now. I'm watching this. With your whole heart and soul. It's like a two-minute speech. Was that when he broke the record? Like, how did I miss this crap? I was watching the second half. Well, why don't you uh, play it in the microphone so we can hear it? Oh, you want to play it through the microphone? Yeah, go ahead and play it. Here we go. Is this legitimately uh, President Biden? Yeah, here we go. All right, go ahead. Congratulations. With your whole heart and soul, you broke a hallowed record. You elevated the game, and more than that, like Kareem and Bill Russell and others who came before you, you challenged and inspired the nation to be better, do better, and live up to our full promise. Keep it going, man. Keep the faith, and congratulations to you and your wonderful family, your mom, Gloria, your wife, Savannah, and your beautiful children, Ronnie, Bryce. Nah, so that was it, I guess. Forgot the, forgot the rest of the names. <laughs> I think it stopped. By the way, hey, that means somebody in the uh, Oval Office is a Celtic fan. Because he goes, following the hallowed footsteps of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar right. and Bill Russell. No mention of Michael. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think of that. Right? Now he, no mention of Michael. Right? Yeah, Biden probably doesn't know. Like he uh, clearly he doesn't yeah, he know. <laughs> yeah, he has no idea. Yeah, George He's Bush reading the script. Is probably the only president in the last 25 years. No, Obama did. Obama knew sports. Oh, Obama yeah. definitely. Well, basketball specifically. Yeah, no, he was he's a huge he's Bulls a, fan. Yeah, he's a legit sports he fan. Didn't know, right. He didn't know baseball, though. I, 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 got, I got cues on certain things he said. Not a baseball I'm guy. I'm trying to be a hater here. Yeah. I'm just calling him out. Like, I remember when Ray- Burley pitched the perfect game, he made some kind of comment where I was like, oh, he ain't a baseball fan. But he's a legit basketball fan. W was a huge fan. Yep. Obviously, Reagan a huge was a fan. big baseball fan. And a football and fan. And a football fan. Nixon. Nixon was almost MLB commissioner, by the Richard way. Richard Nixon yeah. used to basically live at Chase Stadium after his presidency. And my dad would tell me this all the time. He would sit field level all the time, yeah. and all these letters have been uncovered when Nixon would write letters to Met players after they would trade it away, wishing them best of luck. Daryl, I wish you the best of luck in L.A. Yeah. It's been such a joy watching you. He like, almost became uh, the commissioner. At what point? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the exact year. After, uh, like, early 80s. It would uh, either late 70s, early 80s, I guess, where he was thought of as the clear-cut favorite. It must have been around Giamatti, Faye Vincent, I'm assuming. He would have been a good commissioner. That Nixon was thought of as the perfect choice. And what I didn't realize about Nixon is that some people make the argument, historians that you know, know more, much more than I do, but you may follow, but he was arguably the most popular president. Well, yeah. I've made references to re-election campaigns that were landslides. Yeah. And Nixon, Nixon was beating like, McGovern is certainly one of them. I don't know who McGovern is, but... He was the guy he kicked the ass of when he got re-elected, which is why you think to yourself, I'm sorry, this just bothers me. And I actually spoke to Tricky Dick about this recently when I was uh, DMing or IMing, texting, him, texting, him. texting yeah. the AI of, of Richard Nixon, yeah. who I've actually had a friendship with now, me and Richard. Sounds uh, and I very said nice. To him, I said, bro, can I ask you a question? And he's like, yes, Evan, what do you got? I said, you were going to win that election in a landslide. What are we doing with this Watergate crap? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. You were actually like a damn good president at times, right? You know, a little crooked. Uh, did some things, maybe a little unfounded, but not bad. What are we doing with this Watergate? And then he started giving me like these political answers. Like, well, you know, I respect the investigation. Right. I'm like, dude, why did you do it? You were going to kick McGovern's ass. You didn't need to bug the DNC. You could have gone out there during debates not even thinking and you would have won this election. What are we doing? Sorry. I just need to get that off. Okay. Case. It's okay. You're good now? You're done? Are you going to accuse Woodward of being a CIA operative next? <laughs> Is that where we're going? <laughs>
877-337-6666. We'll uh, keep going. Break. What do you want me to do here, guys? Oh, look, I see Connor Green, who is uh, filling in for Salicata tonight, right? Or was that last night? That was uh, the early this yeah. morning. Oh, man. Really? You, you were it. doing the show instead of Sal? I was going to listen to it tomorrow morning, too. Was Garrett? it a good show, Connor? Give me an honest. Did you do a good job? I'm going to go listen to it now. What do you mean? What were you shaking your head for? Connor gave me a thumbs up. I, said, didn't, I didn't hear it. Oh. Because I saw him tweet it, and I was excited because tomorrow morning I was like, I'm going to listen to my guy, Connor Green. Yeah. Coming in. I know Sal gets to take some vacation So time. who's doing tonight then with Sal out? Patrick Boyle. Patty Boyle. Yeah. What, what's yeah oh, that was your guy. What? That was your main man. That was hasn't, hasn't given you a demo in the last three weeks? No, no, no. That's my guy. I love Pat Boyle. Who is okay, that? Right. What happened? You just gave a, eh. Yeah. That was oh, your protege, I thought. No, I love Pat Boyle. Yeah. Yeah. Love Sounds Pat like Boyle. It. Yeah, yeah, it's my guy. Yeah. I was just excited. I've never heard Connor, and yeah. I thought I'd get a chance to hear him out tomorrow morning. But you I, got any, you got any more coming me. up, or is that is that it for now? Oh, that's it for, that's now. It for now. Just one for now. Yeah. You know what we should do? We should have Connor do a couple of these bridge shows. Give Lugie and Big Mac a little vacation. Yeah. Stunning that that's where your end game was going to be. Let's go. Let's They're open that up us. to everybody. <laughs> Anybody wants a bridge show? Hop on. <laughs> we give them. We're giving them out. And you took the bait. <laughs> Why don't I didn't take the bait. Well, how about this? What if uh, Connor could sit in and do a, a two-man show with one of you guys? If he's here in the building anyway. Absolutely. He wouldn't get paid for it, but if he's oh, okay yeah. with that. No, neither would we. So, no, you guys would, <laughs> We're working on that. You guys still get paid, assuming you do. Yeah, no. If he'd be willing to do it without getting paid because he's here anyway, would you guys accept him in as a co-host for a bridge show? If he wants to share the 12 minutes I get between 6.30 and 7 tonight, if he does All a bridge good. show hey, with on. Big Mac, Connor will say two words. Connor, quick question: would you like, Two more than I get. Would you like to? Would you like to sit in it's with Big Mac? Not true. For Go tonight? back and listen. Would you like to sit in tonight with Big Mac for his bridge show and co-host it with him, but no extra pay to do it? Only if it's okay with him. He just said yes. Yeah, it's fine with me. All right. Well, that's good with me then. Yes. But just understand, you're going to sit there and stare at him for 60 minutes. Do you guys need a producer? I'm How, on the well, Hold on. How long is the bridge show tonight? Six to six thirty to seven. Oh, it's a quickie one. Quick one. All right. So, are you okay having him in with you? Or would you well, like? I mean, to yourself? yeah. He he's the producer of the show, so yeah. I, I'll just incorporate oh, him more. Look at that incorporation. All right, done and done. done and I'm done. gonna listen now. You can ask me one or two questions. I'll chime in, and then yep. he has the rest of the time to himself. Connor, I'm gonna give you Perfect. a little advice, Perfect. just so you know. Give you a little heads up. It's not true. Yankees talk. Just be ready. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Prepare yeah. yourself. Cashman's the best GM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the greatest of all time. All right, uh, so, Brian Cash. Uh, coming up tonight between six thirty and seven, it's a Big Mac Bridge Show with a little taste of Connor Green. Is that a fair way to bill it? Sure. A little taste. A little taste of Green. Just a little taste. That's it. All right, good. I'm sorry I missed you uh, this morning. I did want to listen to it, but I got my days confused. That's on me. I'm sure you did a wonderful job. I'm sure he did. Tonight I'll listen to Pat Boyle. There you, you go. Will you, though? Yeah. Yes, of course I will. <laughs> 100%. Pat's my guy. Connor's my guy, too. Technically tomorrow morning, but yes. Yes, technically speaking, tomorrow morning. Yes, which is why I probably got confused about when Connor was on. Right. I didn't even know that he wanted to be a talk show host. Everybody here does. Is that kind of the idea? Yeah. Nobody there, just I wants think to in, be, uh, in previous regimes, we were afraid to speak such things. Yes. It the was, Mark Chernoff regime. It was, <laughs> that's, a nice way, that's a nice way of putting it. It was kind of a, a concern that it would... Backfire. Nobody would, well, no, but you want to move up doing this behind the stuff as well, because we all like to yeah. move up, get better hours, more money. And the idea of if you just walked in and were like, yeah, I'm going to be on air, I want to be on air, you wouldn't be... You'd upset eh, the kind of apple yeah, cart. don't overstep your bounds. Well, but like, now, there's, there's a now. Group, there are a group of guys and gals here, Evan... That, as you may know, have a very close relationship. And it's kind of like if you're at the bottom of a water well, they step on each other's backs, to, uh, your first guy out. Yeah. Woo! Freedom. Right, Geo. Right, right, great. Right. That kind of thing, right? <laughs> and, but they still all talk in, to each other, and they wish ill will on everyone else so that they can be the next guy to jump on someone's shoulders. And woo! I mean, listen no. to the way Lugie and Big Mac now talk yeah. to each other. It's but the same thing. thing because they're all <laughs> relatively close as friends. They've all gone out drinking or hanging out, you know, until, you know, guys got married and had other responsibilities. And there's, like, uh, a rooting interest that, hey, like, one of us made it, right. which is great. But collectively, they actively root against all of us, right. hoping that something bad happens or, you know, uh, Joe <laughs> retires or, you know, Steve retires. Yeah. So that one of them, oh, absolutely. like cockroaches almost, <laughs> <Yeah>. can jump <laughs> on the back of the other guys. Yeah. 
Go to Spike behind their backs and yes. go, it's my turn. I don't want to tell you stories, yeah. but there are stories. Yeah, like what? I'm not getting into like, it. Like, what are you alluding oh, to? Oh, this guy's not here anymore? Great. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not sure exactly what you're alluding to. Evan. <laughs> I'm not yes, alluding Evan, to please. Yeah, yeah what are more, you alluding to? Give us a little to? more information. Just uh, uh, give you an example. I'm not alluding to anything specifically, just so, in general. Did, uh, so, like, a few years ago, is that the case? Is that what you're alluding to? Excuse or more me, recently? a few years ago? Yeah. Oh, it's happened many, many times. Well, so, in the last three years, the only people that have left the station, some on uh, excited retirement, some mm-hmm. because of unforeseen uh, activities. You're going to name names of people who left? I'll tell you. So, All for different reasons. Yeah, I left. Steve Summers left. Um, Mike Francesca, Mike Francesca, Joe, left. Joe B, Joe, um, the overnight gentleman, Tony Page. Tony Page. Are you suggesting that when people found out that any one of us were leaving, regardless perhaps of the reason we were leaving, yes. that there was a celebration of sorts? There may have been such. There may have. Walk been me such. through a celebration. I'm not walking through anything. Walk me through like the type like uh, of celebration. Like, was there jumping up and down and partying and fist pumping? Like, yeah. I may have seen a fist pump or two. I may have seen a jump up or two. It happens. It happens. Well, that does beg the question. <laughs> it's one thing when someone at the end of a career retires. We celebrate that man's career mm-hmm. and we acknowledge that that's life. Sure. You do 30, 40 years. If you're blessed, you retire. The next generation steps in, and you celebrate that. Of course. Sometimes people leave because situations take place. Their own fault, of mind cor- you. Of course. You're suggesting that when that took place, there were outward celebrations and enjoyments of the downfall of that person that might have led to the potential for one of the cockroaches to be hired. I mean, that is certainly possible, Craig. So it happened. <laughs> it, it's certainly possible. Now I'm going to get down Never to know. who celebrated the demise. That I don't know. I can't, oh, I can't answer Oh, but that. you do. Listen. And I'll get it out of you. <laughs> I'm not saying it, damn. But here's the deal. If you know, they know. They may they're, know. They're part of the you know gang of cockroaches. They may know. I know for a fact Tommy knows. Uh, he knows a lot. Because he's being shifty-eyed. There's a chance Big Mac may not know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That, I recorded that I'm in the, the newsroom that day. <laughs> okay. that, that's all of us going around the newsroom. Did you just hear what I heard? <laughs> okay. I will now get to the bottom of this. I will have names. I will have dates. I will get receipts. Uh-oh. Sherlock Craig yeah, has right. entered. Uh-huh. Craigie Holmes is here. <laughs> Here's uh, Mike in Brooklyn on the fan. Mikey, what's going on? Sorry. What's going on? This is Mike from Brooklyn. Yes, sir. Uh, you don't own Michael's in Brooklyn. Great Italian restaurant, do you? Michael's of Brooklyn, yes. Was there Friday night oh. for a reunion. Did you get the linguine and clams or did you get something else? No, we had a whole bunch of family-style stuff. Very nice. Well done, sir. Yeah, we had the room downstairs. I don't know if you know it. I know it. Very right near the bathroom on the left side there. Love it. Yep. Correct, correct, correct. I wanted to chime in about uh, Joe Montana. Yeah. I don't understand how anybody could like that guy. He was a scab back in 87. Good point. The guy crossed the picket line. Yep. Nothing but a scab. I agree with you. Can't trust him. Nothing but a scab. you got to have much respect for Tom Brady. He's so much better than that guy. Uh, listen, it's it's jealousy. It's later in life jealousy because you lived a charm life for 30 years. Everybody regarded you. And thanks for the call, Mike. As the greatest of all time, four for four in the Super Bowl, you know, pinpoint accuracy, you know, all the things that come along with it, right? Mm-hmm. And then along comes fair-haired Tom Brady, who obliterates your Super Bowl record, although loses a couple along the way, so he doesn't have the perfect record, but he's just got more than you. And people now talk about you like you're an afterthought. It shows you that the ego, in this case, never died. First of all. It's somewhat sad, to be honest. First of all, the the whole scab thing. Like, if I'm not mistaken, because this was before my time, a lot of star NFL players crossed that line. Lawrence Taylor was the only guy that line. Okay, no, no, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of guys did. And once the union saw that guys were doing it, they said, okay, this thing's done, and they backed the truck up and left. So I don't know if Joe Montana and Howie Long, and there's a few others, 
I don't necessarily know if they're scabs. Scabs. I mean, really? My dear friend Boomer Esiason didn't cross that line. Does Boomer look at Joe Montana yes. as a scab? Ah, uh, yes, he does. To this now, day. Now, they've repaired that relationship. They're not friends. They're cordial. No, but to this day, he views yes. them as. Okay. Yes, that's yes. Right. I, I, uh, and there's a group of guys. I know LT did it, and obviously there's a host of others. I want to say for some reason that the Redskins, like, the whole team did. Right. Uh, I could be totally wrong on that, so don't quote me on that. No, I think but a yeah, lot of them did, which gave them yeah. an advantage during these replacement games. Yeah. By the way, this whole scenario, you remember it because you're old. Yeah. It's so foreign to me to think but, of the NFL with replacement but players. But you know what's interesting about that? <sighs> Is that today's NFL player benefits directly from that. Directly from that, of in course. a lot of ways. Of course. From salary cap to health care to yep. you know, everything. Like it changed the financial scope of being an NFL player to the credit of the players in the late 80s. Right. And that generation of NFL players, kind of like Kurt Flood in baseball, will never truly be appreciated by the guys that do benefit the most from their sacrifice. No, absolutely. And I guess that's the same in all of history. Yeah. Like, we have certain things that we don't even think of how we got or why we have access to. No doubt. And the men and women that sacrifice we all have their it. well-being, we all have you know, it. they're forgotten. We all have it. You're 100%. right. In every walk of life, there are people that came before us that gave us this opportunity. 